Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your guide on Dreaming Big, let's hear from the man himself. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is another episode of the Only Dream Big Pod. Uh, I'm your host, Donnie Bedney, and so excited uh, today to spend a little time uh, with a good buddy of mine, Tim Dutton. Uh, Tim, welcome to the pod. Thank you, Donnie. Really, it's a pleasure to be here uh, with you and pleasure to be able to join you this morning and uh, just talk about something I'm sure will be fun, interesting, and and uh, an opportunity for us to catch up. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know uh, it's been uh, quite some time. We were reminiscing a little bit in the pre-brief about uh, the length of time, frankly, yeah. that we've known each other. And so it's uh, been uh, a pleasure just kind of watching uh, you know, your life, career, uh, you know, progression and and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, happy to, you know, just jump right in. Um, you know, so as I've watched your career, um, you know, obviously various leadership positions in, in different organizations, um, but it, as always, how do you, uh, I don't even say how do you, it, going back and it, as far as you, you know, yeah. want to take us, yeah. Um, you know, within your life, did you aspire to, you know, similar roles to do? I mean, were, were you kind of like a, a traditional person that maybe thought you'd maybe work in business? Did you want to be a fireman? Like, you know, what, what you know, um, what did that look like? President of the United States, you know, who, who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. But but did you see yourself kind of, you know, where you are today? Uh, it's a, it's a, such a good question. I um. Actually, um, a little bit like a Jonah story. I did not want to go into healthcare um, at all. Um, <laughs> and you know, I my I'm kind of third generation. Um, my uh, grandparents were uh, in healthcare. My parents uh, were in healthcare. And of course, growing up uh, around the dinner table, um, you know, all you heard stories was about healthcare. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as you, you know, as you were growing up and you're hearing some of the stories and things like that, you thought to yourself, boy, there is so many more interesting and exciting things I want to do with my life. So I would rather do something other than healthcare. I just remember that uh, thought crossing my mind uh, just as a kid growing up, uh, listening to some of the stories. Of course, you know, your parents' stories, um, your grandparents' stories sometimes are interesting and sometimes you, know, you hear the same stories over and over again and you think to yourself, yeah. boy, there's a there's a better path. Um, but no, I, I really, I really didn't. Um, when I was growing up, I envisioned myself um, as some kids do being a professional baseball player. Um, okay. but, uh, you know, okay. that, and my I, favorite sport, my best sport growing <laughs> up. So that's cool. Lifelong uh, Cincinnati Reds fan. Uh, just um, loved listening to him on the radio as a kid um, at night. And uh, so I'd have to say, you know, one of your earliest aspirations for me would have been a uh, professional uh, baseball player. But as I was growing up, um, high school, um, and maybe even a little bit into college, I love re reading John Grisham books. Um, mm, so, okay. uh, so then it kind of evolved into being a, uh, maybe a trial attorney or a courtroom attorney, uh, something to that extent. <laughs> so, uh, okay. lots of dreams in that respect. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I thought. So no, healthcare wasn't the first thing that came to my mind. It was, it was probably the most natural thing because of the conversations around, uh, the sure. dinner table. But, um, but no, uh, definitely had, uh, dreams of doing something different when I was growing up. Okay. 
Well, then, it, I mean, how did things evolve, man? I mean, you know, one of the things that I think, um, you know, you've spoken to and, and, you know, as we think about guests on the pod, mm-hmm. um, you know, exposure is, is uh, a word that I like to use uh, a lot more uh, as opposed to even access, right? So uh, my, my personal belief is that the more that you're exposed to what the possibilities are, yeah. um, then it kind of opens up your mind to, you know, various paths that you can take. Um, it's not necessarily that if you have access to a path, you take that path, right? Um, it's more about exposure. And so you spoke about, you know, your parents and your grandparents. And so you were exposed to the world of healthcare. At what point, um, you know, did you kind of make a decision like, Hey, this is something I'm at least going to try out. Um, and obviously it's evolved into (laughs) that much more and we'll, we'll dive into some of those things, hopefully. Yeah, no, I, I think for me, um, it was really uh, the you know in, in high school I started working um, at the hospital um, in nutri- nutritional services so uh, that nice. was kind of my first boots on the ground exposure to it um, and then my next role I worked um, we have a retirement community uh, here at the hospital system that I work at um, and so I was mowing lawns and uh, painting and just maintenance and you know things like that that uh, you okay. do as you're working your way through high school and college and yep. all of those things and so that was the exposure to it uh, to begin with and then I think uh, for me it was just this realization. Um, of of how important um, uh, healthcare is in a community, um, how mm. impactful it is uh, to you know our friends, our family, and our neighbors, uh, mm-hmm. and the opportunity we have to make an impact and a difference. Um, a lot of times, people will come to us in healthcare um, where with you know an experience that they're having that could be the largest, most impactful experience they've ever had in their life. Um, yeah. Whether it's the birth of a child um, or it's you know the the trauma of a, a car accident. Um, sure. Uh, things of that nature. And so you just, you kind of gravitate towards it, I think, over time because you just see uh, the real difference you can make in somebody's life and the purpose mm. uh, that that can have uh, for us um, and how we think about our work and the importance of it and the effort that we want to put into that to make sure. sure that we're doing our best. And so, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's, a, it's a drip and a drip and a drip and a drip over time um, that Finally, you know, you get to that point where all those drips add up and then you think to yourself, boy, this is really something um, that I could see myself doing because, um, you know, just really enjoy the opportunity to serve other people and to make a difference in their lives. And so this could be an avenue to do that. So I think for me, it was uh, both those kind of early jobs, but also just through those jobs, the realization of how important this this um, this industry is to the communities that they serve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of that, and I, you know, I had a um, one of my, my my executive acceleration coach and one of my mentors on, you know, uh, kind of one of the earlier episodes, and he and I, you know, it's well documented, uh, you know, the the uh, heated discussions that we had over the years that we've known each other, uh, and the difference <laughs> between kind of like, you know, mission and and pursuing things, you know, your purpose, uh, you know, alignment, all of those things. Um, you know, over like pursuing money, uh, as an example, uh, just as you think about careers, dreams, et cetera. Um, can you unpack for us, you know, it, it maybe if, if is, is there, you know, some sort of uh, evaluation tool um, that you kind of go through uh, as you're thinking through opportunities, right? I know you've worked with a couple of organizations, various roles, mm-hmm. et cetera. Is there, is there a rubric, if you will, um, that you've kind of used to, you know, measure kind of, you know, opportunity versus, you know, mission or purpose or anything along those lines? Boy, that's a great question. Because I think, 
I think um, there's a long-term view, you know, of uh, where you uh, see yourself making a difference and an impact, but every one of those mm -hmm. steps uh, gets you to the top of the stairwell, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, sure. And some of those aren't always um, as apparent or obvious. That certainly has been the case in my life. Um, yeah. And maybe I'll just give you one story um, that I use, and it, um, it's been helpful to me, and it's really been you know, as you've been, as, as anyone has been presented with an opportunity, um, you know, and, and you think about it, whether it's an advancement of a current role or whether it's mm -hmm. a, a brand new role, and you're yep. just thinking about the impact that that will have on your, you know, what, what you do every day um, sure. and, and where you spend your time. Um, what I have found to be helpful for me personally, um, you know, you know uh, the pros and con lists aside, because I think everybody does pros and con lists and they really try <laughs> to think through, you know, uh, how this, um, you know, uh, change my life. I, I really sit down, honestly, uh, and it might sound a little corny, but I sit down, I write a, an acceptance letter and I, okay. I write, and I, I write a letter where I decline. Um, oh, wow. and I just, I just sort of, um, it just helps me put myself like, what would it be like, um, to accept this role? And, and in some cases it's like, there's joy and there's yeah. like an excitement and there's like, boy, I, you know, I just can't wait to get started. And other times, yeah. There's this this sense of relief if you write a letter where it's a decline because you've gone mm. through all the things that this role really would do, um, you know, for for you and for the community or for the role or, uh, but then you know there's this sense of what you'd be giving up too. Um, wow. And, and then it just feel, sort of feels like um, there's a sense of relief um, in the sense that you know you you know you get to really be able to focus on the things that maybe are more important at that season in life um, yeah. for you, um, so you can be your best. And so I've done that multiple times. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just it's really allowed me uh, to sort of emotionally put myself in the position of accepting or declining the role, yeah. uh, walking through it and the thought processes, you know, outlining the letter, how I'd start yeah. and what I'd put into it. And then uh, actually doing that has really been helpful to me because it's just allowed me to be at peace with the decision yeah. that I make. Um, and yeah. boy, that's, you know, when you're really wrestling with decisions, yeah. that's really what you want at the end. I just want to feel like I've, I've I'm at peace. Um, and I yeah. made the best decision I could. So I, man, I don't know. that is a nugget, my friend. That is a, a gem. I have not heard that one before. Um, but I mean, just so practical. And, and those are some of the things that we love sharing on the pod, uh, just, you know, practical and pragmatic, you know, tools and, and to your point, right. The, the emotional piece, I think, uh, and the mental aspect of it, it is something that is a challenge sometimes for people to see themselves, you know, in, you know, somewhere else or, you know, uh, the, the other piece that I think you just pointed out, like a lot of people don't consider the emotional aspect of leaving whatever mm -hmm. it is, right. Especially if you're in uh, a season of potential turnover, uh, turmoil or, yeah. you know, anything else, you know, some folks, it, it, it's easy to kind of make these short-term decisions without considering the long-term consequences. Um, and, and so to be able to put yourself in that space mentally, uh, I think it's powerful, man. That's uh, that's something I'm going to have to, you know, even consider. And and uh, hopefully, I'm sure the listeners are going to be able to apply that uh, for those who are kind of in situations of decisions and stuff like that. That's powerful. Yeah, it really makes a mental investment. And I'll tell you one one of the um, early on in my career, there was an opportunity for me to do some consulting work, and it would be travel. Um, and you'd travel a lot. And I just remember writing that letter of uh, acceptance and decline. And then on the decline side. You know, I just walk through, you know, maybe not being able to see my kids uh, and tuck them in mm. at night um, mm. and just, you know, you're balancing those two things next to each other. And you're thinking, boy, 
I love the opportunity to do this, but boy, I, I would just miss this more than I would love that opportunity. Um, sure. and, and going through that exercise was a good way for me uh, to be able to do that. And, and those are the kinds of emotions I think it starts to elicit from people is what do I get? What do I give? And then, you know, just balancing that two out so you can uh, feel like you've made the best decision possible. So. Sure. Sure. That is, uh, that is fantastic. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to take us somewhere, um, you know, just, uh, for a second, because I think that it, it's one of the powerful things about your story. Um, and you, and you already started hinting at it, right. You know, the, the power of community, um, the power of being willing to kind of, um, not only grow where you're planted, but frankly, to come back to where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the impact. And so, you know, we, we, we both grew up in the Midwest, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think it's been interesting to, uh, you know, see, and e- even during this time that we're living in, right. Um, you know, as, as a lot of people, you know, from the middle of the country, um, you know, tend to, you know, move towards the coast as they think about opportunities, right. So college career, all of that, but, you know, during this unique time that we're living in, um, you know, we've also seen a lot of people begin to kind of, you know, migrate back, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I, you you made your move well before, mm-hmm. you know, this. But um, can you speak to, you know, just, um, you know, one, not only the decision to come back home, if you will, mm-hmm. um, you know, but the power of, um, you know, people considering, um, you know, kind of, I'll say, blooming. Uh, and, and having a direct opportunity to impact, you know, the people that you grew up with, right, that or the community that raised you mm-hmm. um, and the impact that that's had, you know, not only on your career, but maybe even just your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. I'd love to. It, it, such a profound um, impact on my life, uh, the opportunity to come back. But certainly it wasn't without all of the the angst and the anxiety of, you know, <laughs> can you really go back home again? Uh, well, we know some of the exercises that you did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right. And I, I, um, boy, it just was a great opportunity for our, our family, uh, to come back, um, home, um, you know, be around grandparents uh, per- per- personally and professionally, uh, and the professional impact, uh, for us, uh, really was the opportunity to, uh, reestablish relationships that you had had, uh, growing up, mm-hmm. uh, people that you had uh, looked up to people that you had admired, uh, people that you had the opportunity then to work aside, uh, alongside professionally. Uh, that was a really interesting transition coming back um, and uh, getting the opportunity to work up close with people, you know, as you're growing up that you got to see and, and uh, be able to, um, you know, understand the impact more fully because now you're an adult and uh, you're working alongside them and you can see, you know, some of the thought processes. Um, so a lot of learning for me from that standpoint. I think, too, um, just feeling um, like an owner uh, in this community. Uh, when you mm-hmm. come back to a community and, and, mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to come back and, and make an impact um, in a professional level, um, knowing some of the history and the context of how things are the way they are mm-hmm. is really beneficial because, you know, there's this idea of, you um, you know, you know, you you know the history and the context of some of the things that have happened, and so you can yeah. really relate um, to why uh, there is um, such emotion around uh, decisions that get made. Um, yeah, sure. Um, but then, you know, the beauty of having perspective too, because having spent um, maybe 15 years away uh, mm-hmm. before I came back, then you know you can see um, uh, you can see maybe a different view of um, uh, of the decisions. new eyes. Yeah, of course. That's, 
That's exactly right. Um, and so, you know, where I am today, my grandparents were working here, my parents are working here. I got the opportunity to come back. So now uh, third generation uh, to come back and just really um, have seen the community grow and blossom, um, you know, in multiple ways, both personally, but also uh, as the as the community as a whole really have started to see a renaissance um, as mm. part of uh, as part of this community has adapted and uh, morphed. Um, it was a, a very um, manufacturing heavy town. Um, sure. Starting to see classic Midwest. That's right. That's right. The, the, the Rust Belt, right? And we yep. we see it. And we come back, and and we've seen the modifications moving towards education, moving towards um, healthcare, moving towards um, more modern manufacturing. Um, yep. And then, you know, I got to say, you know, it's a little bit of a relevant um, headline, um, you know, uh, living in Ohio, we, we just had the pleasure of inviting Intel uh, to come back and to be a part wow. of um, the uh, the Buckeye State. Mm-hmm. And so that has been a huge shot in the arm uh, for people in this community. And so, yep. uh, yeah, there's just so much um, pride that you can take in being able to see the successes um, coming back home and, and working alongside people that you've um, worked with and admired. Um, mm-hmm. learning how to make a difference, um, uh, learning uh, where you can make the biggest difference. And then yep. for me, um, one of the things I really enjoyed about coming back is this, the impact civically. Um, mm-hmm. So I get to be on um, several boards, uh, three in particular here. Um, and just to be able to know more about the community through the eyes yeah. of people in different businesses and different industries who I have the pleasure mm-hmm. of participating on, um, that would be really um, probably one of the pleasures that I would just call out the most that just really encourage people as yeah. they go to um, grow professionally, uh, that they extend themselves into the community and think about uh, roles on boards, uh, roles uh, in, in civic organizations. It just sure. gives you a, a, a beautiful insight into uh, the rest of the community uh, beyond the you know the business or the industry that you work in. And that's yeah. been a pleasure for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. I um. I'm curious, as you were talking about that, one of the things that kind of hit me and, and, you know, by the way, for everyone listening, I'm not, uh, I am not advocating that you all, if you are not living in the town that you grew up in, that you, you know, <laughs> move back home and, you know, all this kind of stuff that that's not what we're doing. Um, and, and not what I'm pushing you to do. But um, I, I think once again, as we've, we've, you know, talked about, people moving, you know, or feeling like they need to leave uh, a place, it seems like, um, you know, some of what I've heard from you is that there's almost like, uh, to, to use the sports analogy since you brought up baseball, it's almost like this home field advantage, right? Um, you get to come back to a place, especially when you've left, right? That's so right. you've had the opportunity to kind of leave, spread your wings, mm-hmm. um, you know, see the world, see how, you know, different things, you know, occur, and then take all of those good things and frankly, you know, even even, you know, now have context for some of those bad things. But you get to kind of sift through and then come back with new eyes, apply all of those new things and then plant them in a way that you really have the ability to blossom, um, you know, within a place where once again, you're, you know, your heart is right. You're you're you know, it's part of your DNA of, of, of who you are. Um, have you experienced, um, you know, more people kind of similar to you, right? And and I'll I'll frame it in this way: I met a gentleman out here who kind of grew up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's like a living legend here in the Boston area. 
And when I first moved, I was talking about, you know, like moving to Atlanta or mm-hmm. you know, reminiscing about my time in Florida or going back to D.C. or any of those things. And he gave me some advice, which is as proven to be actually, I, I believe, very true. And he said, you know, it, you can you can be a uh, a little fish in, in a large pond. But there's going to be a lot of other, you know, little fishes, if you will. Um, or you can choose to be a big fish in a smaller pond where your impact can be significantly more. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if a lot of our listeners know a lot about the Midwest or, you know, Kettering, Ohio. right? But I'm imagining that, you know, there's not as many layers to get to people who have power to make decisions that truly impact the community. And so when you talk about those civic, um, you know, kind of pieces, it seems like an opportunity for you to drive true impact as opposed to simply say, oh, I'm doing a lot of things. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it is fair. And I think um, to really highlight what you're saying, I think, you know, uh, and Dayton in particular um, was just a a hallmark for innovation. You think about the Wright brothers. You think yeah. about um, <laughs> you know just I thank all them of, every time I get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our namesake Charles F. Kettering um, and and what he meant uh, to um, many industries in terms of his ability to um, take his ideas. Uh, build them out in a barn uh, that uh, he <laughs> would be in with his fellow, you know, inventors and, and thinkers. Um, and, you know, that's our legacy here. And you're starting to see some of that, um, um, you know, kind of come up again and uh, sprout. And, hmm. and, you know, and you think about this culmination of a lot of people really feeling that there's um, pride in the community and that, you know, we want to really reestablish that, that sense. Um, you know, a lot of people... Yeah. May not know that um, NCR was founded here in, in uh, the Dayton area, mm. and that spawned off companies like IBM. And yeah. it was um, really an interesting uh, time. And so, uh, to your point, uh, there are a lot of people who remember that, that and a lot of people who um, have pride in that. And then it really uh, stokes a fire, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for people to think about how do we aspects of our uh, community that allow us to be able to. Uh, make that uh, impact uh, nationally and globally um, uh, the way the way we know um, this community has in the past. And so it really not only is it celebrates your history and your heritage, but it also really is a calling uh, to the future. Yeah. Um, and it's an attraction, I think, for people. We have a lot of uh, tremendous universities and, and, and colleges in the state of Ohio. And so the ability to, to, to keep and retain uh, those um, bright uh, minds yeah. um, in, in the community, I think, you know, and one of it is a dream and a vision. Um, and yeah. so more we can crystallize that through, you know, history. Um, I think people want to know we've done it before and we can do it again, uh, but yeah. also a call to the future. And so yeah. uh, you're right. In a community this size, you really get an opportunity to be able to uh, work with people of all industries um, and people who can make an impact, um, whether it be um, local or city government, whether it be uh, social service agencies, universities, um, uh, it, it's just been a real uh, pleasure to get to know people and to uh, work arm in arm with people yeah. in your industry, outside of your industry, uh, to make your community a, a better place to live and to work. So, yeah, yeah, that's powerful, man. And, and you know, we're winding down now. I, you know, we, we, we were talking in the pre-brief, you know, we, we just got to spend more time together yeah. uh, in general because obviously we could we could talk for hours. Uh, and this has been great. You know, so thank you so much for your time. Um I want us to kind of begin closing uh, with, with uh, to, to hear your thoughts on on this. And you've mentioned calling, mission, 
you know, et cetera. And, and this is the only dream big pot, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, people dreaming big um, and all that. Um, it, you, you seem to be a person, you know, I, I, I've shared the example of, you know, being in alignment, right? Yeah. Which really could, you know, if you're a person of faith, could really be more like, you know, living in your purpose or, mm-hmm. or once again, your mission or vocation or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, it, can, can you leave, uh, you know, some thoughts for folks just on, once again, the balance of uh, connecting, and maybe it's not even connecting, but just truly living out, um, you know, your mission or vocation and being willing to um, just take at least one step towards what it is you truly believe that, you know, is part of, you know, your, your, your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, some of your philosophy around that. Uh, absolutely. I, um, I would love to maybe give a practical example and just talk about how I think it plays out, um, for other folk, uh, beyond the example. And that is, I think at least in healthcare in particular, um, you know, I, we have a, a calling to be able to help our communities be healthier, to be more whole. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I am inspired to be a part of that every, every day. And uh, one of the ways I have found that to be relevant in a way that I have um, uh, looked at maybe differently in the, in the last few years that I have in the past, and that is um, to be able to provide partnerships in our local community um, with a couple of uh, different groups. One is social mm-hmm. service agencies. I have really found mm-hmm. uh, to have um, to have deep and lasting partnerships with our, our community social service agencies can really make a difference in the health of our communities. And I'll, I'll give you a real practical example. Um, you know, there's been a lot written on behavioral and mental health um, mm-hmm. and just the impact both the pandemic, but part of the pandemic has had on society. And uh, we're working right now with a, a an, uh, an organization that really um, um, works to prevent homelessness. So people who are at mm. risk or um, are homeless at the moment. And we have had a tremendous opportunity to work with a social service agency. Um, the name is Homeful and mm. really focus in on uh, their clients, clients who mm-hmm. may be at risk or they're supporting um, and as they present themselves to our emergency departments to be able to help coordinate uh, their care so we can get them back into housing as quickly as possible. Because we just know mm-hmm. that that housing, uh, that that home, if you will, mm-hmm. is the best place for people to be able to recover and to be able to create wow. routine and to create yeah. um, the opportunity to be able to be healthy and whole again. And so mm-hmm. uh, we've been partnering with them for two or three years now uh, for them to help assist us. You know, they are mm-hmm. just the experts in that particular field and we're not. Um, sure. You know, we want to make sure that people are healthy and well enough to be able to uh, leave our, our organization. But then what? Um, yeah. and, and then, you know, the ability to work with someone else who is able to help them with the then what um, mm-hmm. gives peace of mind to our caregivers. It gives mm-hmm. peace of mind to our community. Um, and we just really found that that's been a, a tremendous um, blessing to us um, partnering mm-hmm. with uh, social service agencies. And I think there's more that can be done in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm really encouraged that, um, you know, uh, people can uh, reach out beyond their organization and find a common bond. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's right. Um, everyone involved, you know, just wants to jump in and volunteer their time. Uh, they feel great yeah. about it and they know that there's potential there. Um, and so, you know, and we think about calling and we think about mission. I think uh, the ability to uh, partner with like-minded people in your community um, yeah. and to be able to do that uh, on behalf of the community um, yeah. and behalf of uh, those around us, I think is uh, just a, r- a real blessing. And so uh, maybe mm-hmm. just an example of alignment and an example of 
you know, what I've learned the last couple, three years um, of being able to reach out and partner with social service agencies mm-hmm. uh, to be able to make that um, uh, that dream a little bit closer to reality, I guess, is the yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think, you know, if, if, you know, folks, one, thank you for sharing that, that great example. Um, you know, for, for those listening, I think it's, you know, one of, one of the things that I'm taking from what you're saying is that, you know, when you put people first, right, you know, one of the big things that uh, it, it's our, you know, our tagline, if you will, is driving change through people, right? And I think that's just such a great example of the fact that when you're willing to, you know, drive change through people and, and have people as the focus uh, and, and uh, of the impact that you're looking to drive and whatever you choose to do, um, you know, you can also do well. Um, and that's just, uh, that, that's fantastic. And I think just a great note for us to, you know, kind of end our conversation on Tim, thank you so much My pleasure. Uh, for taking the time to, uh, you know, stop on by the only dream big pod. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. This has been the only dream big podcast. We'll uh, see you next week.